0: to 15 Minutes in Canberra. I'm Hayley Channer, Senior Policy Fellow with the Perth U.S. Asia Centre. Joining me today is Susanna Patton. Susanna is a Research Fellow and Project Director in the Power and Diplomacy Program with the Lowy Institute. She was previously a Research Fellow in the Foreign Policy and Defence Program at the U.S. Study Centre, And she's also had a fantastic career working in government, including at the Office of National Intelligence as a senior analyst in the Southeast Asia branch, and also for the Department of Prime Minister and Cabinet, and even as a diplomat in the Australian Embassy in Bangkok. So Susanna brings incredible experience, both as a diplomat in government and in think tanks. Susanna, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So you've obviously had this very diverse career, How did you actually get to where you are now, uh, working for the Lowy Institute?
1: Well, I guess I've been working on Asia and Southeast Asia in particular since um, around 2010 when I joined DFAT as a graduate trainee. So when I joined, I did the um, rotations. Um, At that time, DFAT graduates did four rotations over two years, I'm not sure if it's still the case. And then I ended up with a final placement that was kind of what got me hooked onto working on Southeast Asia. So I was working as a kind of assistant to our senior economic official to ASEAN. So um, he was involved in all of our trade negotiations with ASEAN. And at that time, ASEAN was preparing to launch negotiations for the Regional Comprehensive Economic Partnership. And it was a really exciting time because for a long time no one had thought that ASEAN would negotiate an inclusive regional Mm -hmm. free trade agreement. Australia was concerned about the prospect that um, ASEAN would negotiate a narrow agreement with just Japan, Korea and China without Australia, India and New Zealand. Mm. So we were um, in a kind of really exciting time and I travelled with our senior economic official to many different countries in Southeast Asia throughout the year and got quite immersed in those negotiations um, and in the ASEAN processes and then from there I was posted to Bangkok where I spent three years working in our embassy And then I came back to Australia and at that time Australia was preparing to host the ASEAN leaders for the ASEAN Australia Special Summit which Prime Minister Turnbull hosted and I knew that that was going to be you know, a highlight in Australia's relationships with Southeast Asia. So I wanted to be part of that policy team. So I was seconded to Prime Minister and Cabinet from DFAT to work on that. Mm. And then from there I went to Office of National Intelligence. um, And then after that was when I um, left government and have since worked in in think tanks, Mm. but still continuing my interest in Southeast Asia. So when you were in DFAT, had you had any
0: previous um, interest in Southeast Asia or experience working on it, or was it kind of like a crash course of learning everything about ASEAN and its processes and individual
1: Southeast Asian nations? Yeah, it wasn't something that I'd had exposure to in my studies, which is something that I now regret looking back, that at university I didn't take the chance to study an Asian language or... Um, or, or do an Asian studies degree, but in the end, I was really fortunate that DFAT supported me to learn Thai ahead of my posting and really kind of invested in um, in me developing those different experiences. So, in the end, things worked out okay, um, but it would have been nice in retrospect if I'd kind of identified that interest sooner.
0: Mm. Um, what, what I want to find out from you about Southeast Asia is when you started you know, talking to different countries, negotiating with them, was there something that surprised you the most about a particular country, it can be Thailand, um, or just in how to get business done in Southeast Asia that was different from Australia and Australia's um, experience working with, say, the United States, for instance?
1: Yeah, it's a really it's a really good question. I think the thing that I one thing that I really took away from um, the early experience that I had was just um, the value of people who've worked on those relationships for a very long time, um, and those kind of diplomatic connections is something that you can't. Um, create very quickly and our senior economic official at the time who I worked with closely had been Australia's trade negotiator with the group for I think around 10 years or so and so that gave him a huge amount of credibility and and expertise of all the issues Um, but at the same time that experience also showed me that things can also change really quickly and um, sometimes I think as analysts looking at the region, we tend to have a bit of a status quo bias, like things can't change because positions are entrenched or whatever. But actually, when it came to launching those RCEP negotiations, ASEAN ended up moving faster than anyone thought, because the competitive pressure from the TPP really changed that dynamic. So... I think the fact that things can change is is something that's always important to remember. Mm.
0: So we shouldn't have, you know, stereotypes in our mind about working with Southeast Asia because that experience of the RCEP and CPTPP really disproves the
1: kind of the rule yeah, well, that was an example of ASEAN really working to safeguard its central position in the regional architecture. Mm. You know, ASEAN's often accused of not doing enough in that regard, but there are certainly examples where it has has moved quickly.
0: Mm. I just wanted to delve a little bit more deeply into your experience working at Australia's embassy in Bangkok. Everyone um, who wants to get into foreign affairs dreams of working at an Australian embassy, but few of us get the privilege to do so. What was that experience like? You know, what kind of time period were you there for? What were some of the issues that you were working on? And how did you find working with, like, both your Thai counterparts but also just the experience of living in Thailand?
1: Well, I mean, I really loved my, my time working there. I was there at a really interesting time. Um, in When I first arrived in 2013, that was during um, – the height of anti-government protests to bring down the Yingluck government. Then in 2014, there was a military coup to which Australia and other countries had to respond. In 2015, there was a major terrorist incident, the bombing of the Erdogan Shrine in central Bangkok. And then in 2016, um, the, the late king died all of those were major events in 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 Thai politics and national life. So it was a really fascinating time to be there, and um, in terms of a, a place to live, you know, Thailand's also in in my view a really excellent place to live. There are really no no challenges there. So I I really enjoyed that. I found it to be a very of formative experience because, in many ways, um, Thailand is uh, quite reflective of broader attitudes and concerns in Southeast Asia. So, immersing myself in um, their views about the region and the world was a a, a huge education. Mm.
0: Did you ever feel like you mentioned the terrorist attack and some of the political riots? And obviously, sometimes there's a lot of dangerous stuff happening out on the streets. Was it ever the case you felt um, really um, unsafe or insecure there? What's some of the um, things that would happen at the embassy, for example, when there's political unrest um, because anyone coming into this area might be wondering, you know, how would they deal with Mm. some sort of contingency that happens overseas?
1: I never felt unsafe in Thailand and that's because really there was no – across all sides of Thai politics there was no interest in targeting foreigners ever in that kind of political violence and so I always felt quite quite safe but of course during the period of martial law before and after the coup then that was a very different experience to kind of just normal life in Australia and it certainly made me you know deeply appreciative Hmm. of um of Australian politics, Australian democracy, um because that's that's not something that we should ever take for granted. Mm. So,
0: please just remind me you can take us back to that time. How did life change like before for this not just for um Australian embassy officials but more for everyday Thai people? How did the situation sort of change on the ground before and after the coup?
1: Well, it really didn't have the kind of impact that I suppose we might imagine it to have had. Um, Ties are very accustomed to coups and very pragmatic and um, after the coup happened you know, there were various announcements that were made about martial law and, for example, curfews staying off the street after 9 or 10 o'clock at night, but, you know, immediately exemptions were made for things like tourists who happened to be arriving at the airport and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it meant an end to protests, which had been quite debilitating on the streets of Bangkok, and it... um, You know, it meant a period where certainly political freedoms were suppressed, but in terms of daily life, um, uh, you know, things continued on. Mm.
0: The last thing I'd like to ask, Susanna, is – about a funny story or a weird experience that might have happened to you over the course of your career you know as someone who's traveled overseas and worked in a lot of different areas um, sometimes things don't go always go to plan do you have a story like that that you would like to share
1: sure well I think the best stories are probably from my posting in in Bangkok and one experience that stuck with me was after the coup in 2014 um the government that was deposed didn't resist the coup at all um but there was one minister in the government who did and who um decided that he would let the government arrest him for not obeying the the order to 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 report to the military and so this minister the former education minister Um, held a press conference at the Foreign Correspondents Club of Thailand with the express intention of being arrested publicly by the military in front of um, diplomats and journalists and analysts. So it was um, kind of became known that he was going to make this appearance. And so I, I, I went along to watch this happen which was a kind of interesting experience (laughs) in its own right but it it also you also gotta
0: ask yourself what's mm, he gonna say (laughs) I well I mean it
1: was all very kind of polite and um you know drama free but it was still an important statement by him um about um the decision to be um you know to be arrested rather than to just go quietly Um, but it also meant that I was going out and about on the streets of of Bangkok when everything was, was shut down and under martial law. And, um, so I saw some sort of interesting things and I went back to the embassy and I, I said to a senior officer at the embassy, oh, I, um, I saw that there were tanks on the street and he said... Um, were they tanks or were they armored personnel carriers? And I said, "Well, I'm not sure." Um, and he said, "Well, was there a gun sticking out the front or not?" And I said, "No, no, that was no gun. So it was an it was an APC." And the officer said to me, "You need to learn the difference between these things, otherwise people will say that girls can't do this stuff, and we both know that that's not true." <laughs> so it was actually a really nice message for me to hear at that point that you know. Um, you need to have your you need you need to know what you're talking about
0: hmm. wow what a lesson I mean sometimes lessons can come as a bit of a slap in the face <laughs> really can't they <laughs> but I guess it was well intentioned
1: absolutely yeah. yeah yeah
0: Susanna thank you so much for joining us I really appreciate you sharing your career experiences so that other people can learn from that and really benefit from it um, and I'm sure people will take away a lot of key lessons so thank you so much for joining me